Episode 555, August 23rd, 2021. Mike O'Mara, Radio Entertainment. This is The Robin Joe Show. Two minutes until showtime. A great show. Listening to The Robin Joe Show. Robbie Robinson does not get enough credit. The Robin Joe Show, my two favorite guys. You're listening to The Rob and Joe Show. Do you feel lucky? Do you punk? The Rob and Joe Show. I've got with Rob and Joe before, and they do an amazing job. Go back on that Rob and Joe Show. The Rob and Joe Show. The Rob and Joe Show is my favorite. Rob Mayer, Joe Robinson, here they are. Please, secure your belongings. Keep your arms and legs inside the car at all times. And remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Now, here's Rob Mayer and Joe Robinson. Monday! Yes, it's Monday! I'm waiting all week, and that's the time for Rob and Joe. Chat room Monday! It's 7.30, that's when I hear live Rob and Joe. Done with Monday! Oh, it's been a hard day, thank God it's time for Rob and Joe. I got up at 4 a.m. today, went and did uh, the morning show. 98 Rock, and the first thing I talk about with Scott is how, uh, you know, I, I go online Friday night, I see a picture of you hanging out in Annapolis with Scott, Justin, mm-hmm. uh, Frank, yeah, Frank, and uh, your new friend of 2021, Larry. Yeah. No Rob Mayer, no, no in- invitation for Rob Mayer to hang out. Now, I know that you know we've already talked about this, so, and, and by the way, I called you right away. But not because I was like, hey, I want you to know this. Because it's just such a funny story how it even took place. It right? sort of just organically happened. Well, no, well, no, I don't think it organically happened. Walk I me think, through this. Okay, here's what happened. Let's start last week. Larry, Katie, and I are driving to dinner. Uh-huh. Okay. And Katie's going away. She went to some conference and then she went to the beach. So she calls her dad, and I start fucking with him and be like, hey, Katie's out of town. Let's get together. Now, I'm obviously <laughs> screwing with him. Right. Right? And so, and uh, and he's like, all right, well, okay, let's get together. <laughs> I go, Larry's here. Can he come? He goes, yeah. I go, all right, well, where do you? So it's almost like we're joking around, but then I'm like, all right, we'll probably, I probably will do it now. But right. you know, it's almost, but it wasn't really something where I'm like, hey, let's go to dinner. Okay, we'll go to dinner. It was almost, we were all fucking with each other. Right. Okay. Still, it's 50% to happen, right? This dinner with me, Frank, and Larry is 50% to happen. Friday morning, I'm on the air. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, Justin's here. He lives in Annapolis. We're on the air. Justin's never coming to this. <laughs> Not in a million years is Justin showing up to this. But we're in Annapolis, and I always invite Justin. And I go, hey, dude, we're going to be at the Smokehouse in Annapolis. Me, Frank, and Larry, do you want to come? He goes, yeah, I'll come. Now, as soon as he says that, I'm like, 10% chance, right? Right. He's saying that because he's live on the air. He's live on the air, right. Yeah. And by the way, I don't, it's fine if he right. shows up or doesn't show up, whatever. But as soon as I ask that, Scott's sitting right there. I'm not going to not invite him. Of course. I go, dude, you want to come? He goes, I'm not doing anything. Well, now I'm thinking, well, if he shows up, this whole thing's going to happen. Domino effect that this thing will take place. Because he lives the farthest. He lives the farthest. And now if Justin says, I'm going, and then Scott drives an hour to get to <laughs> Then Justin wings. has to drive 10 minutes. Then Justin has to come, right? Yes. So I, after I leave, I say 6 o'clock and I give the address. I don't say another word. I'm just waiting for the, t- hey, man, I'm not going to be able to make right. it. Right. What, you know, at, the, at this point, if you had to bet, what ends up happening? Me, Frank, and Larry. Right. Yeah, if I'm betting, because now I know Frank's going now. Right. Because I said, hey, these guys are coming. Maybe. So anyway. So then I think Scott forgot to bail. <laughs> I might be wrong about that, but I think that's what happened. He's like, oh, shit, I can't bail now. <laughs> so he just came down. It sounded like on the morning when he talked about it that he, that he was like, hey, it'll be fun. You yeah. Know, well, like he was halfway thinking he would actually come. Yeah. That was so my then impression. He goes, he goes uh, what's the address? I go, oh, this guy's coming. <laughs> okay. So I give him the address. I throw my keys down. You've never even been to my apartment. I haven't. Right? I throw the keys down because you can't you gotta let himself up. 
He lets himself up. I take a picture of him. I send it to Justin. And I'm like, this fucker's here. Okay. I'm just letting you know he's here. And Justin's like, oh shit. I wasn't coming to this. So I go, uh, he goes, God, I have to come to this now. Right. So we all go out. And yeah, we had, uh, the, the five of us were, uh, we're at the smoke house. Now you couldn't have come anyway. You were at the no, improv. No, I had a joke. But, I, had a, I had a show. Wasn't but I never. Obviously, if I was really this, I'm not just saying this. If we were doing that, I'd be like, "Hey, you know, we're we're eating at, at the smokehouse, yeah. and you come." But it never really occurred to me that this was actually <laughs> going to take place. Now, now Scott's there, and I know it took him an hour to get there. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying. So you feel obligated to really put on a show? Well, not necessarily put a on a time. show, but you know, we're just going to. It's not like we went to some fancy. <laughs> we just went to some wing place, right? Yeah. So now I'm like, all right. So I go, dude, you came all the way down here. Let's. You want to hang? You want to mm-hmm. go do something? He goes, nah. Me and the neighbors were. Uh, we all hang. I got this group back in my neighborhood. We got a garage. We play beer pong. It's what? <laughs> no, you don't. You're not doing. It's like, what are you doing? That's not what you're doing. You just told me you had nothing to do. You drove an hour to come here. So anyway, so. He he says that, and I'm like, all right, well, you don't have to say that. You can say, no, nah, I, I don't feel like being here. That's better than acting like you had something to do when I know damn well you had right. nothing to do. So anyway, so he goes back home, and on Instagram, about 45 minutes after what had, would have been his arrival time at home, he shows himself watching Cesar Milan on television. That's appointment television. Well, I, I, that's fine. <laughs> if I literally say, I, I would have, I love him. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on him. No, I, I guess I, I am I, shitting on him, but I love him. But anyway, I'm like, you could have just said, I don't feel like staying out. <laughs> I had a great time with Scott this morning. We we I feel like I feel like I shit on you on the radio for no reason. Really. No, you shit on me a lot, which yeah. I really don't care. Here's the I but I want but is the, there a reason for that. Maybe but then I, I think nah, because you know, we're friends and everybody, right. but people know that you know we're tied, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think anybody thinks, thinks we you don't like me. We're of course not. Right. We do everything to get you know. Right. We do the murder mystery together. We do the podcast together. We do the purple, purple power hour. Yes. Yeah, we do all these things together. So I don't think anybody thinks that. But yeah, yeah, that was funny because you uh, were taking me out. I can't remember what you said. Then some caller called in oh, yeah. and goes, "Hey, I'm glad. I like when you're on the air and not Joe." <laughs> I'm going, "No, no, no, not you, motherfucker. <laughs> These guys could take me out. The callers can't call in and and take me out." All I did was say thank you. So what am I supposed to say to that? You know? Yeah, I well, could have defended you. You yeah. should have defended yeah, well, me. Well, Scott did, and then I yeah, he did. It. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, if Scott defended I, me, but I, I you should have been like, I agree with you, sir, whatever that's, which I think you did, which is absolutely fine. But on, and we got to, and by the way, let's, let's tease something a little bit. Let me do a shout out real quick first before you tease. Go ahead. He's in chat. Happy birthday, Drew Miller. Hey, Drew. Oh, hell yeah, man. Of hey. all the people we should be bought a gift for. Seriously. Drew. I was going to say, hey, Drew, what'd you get me for your birthday? <laughs> happy birthday, Drew. Yeah, happy birthday, bro. If we were better people, we would have bought you something. Yeah, we would have made sure you got taken care of. Or but at least, uh, you know, let you share some of the alcohol you've given us and cigars. <laughs> yeah. Do. So um, so we have Dan Gildark on the show, and we 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 legendary talk, movie producer. He's a movie producer. He's a director. I believe he's a writer too, isn't he, Robbie? Didn't he write the first I'm, movie? I'll bet he has writing credits also. Yes. Now. God, I can't imagine somebody's listening to this show and isn't already aware of this. This is the first show. But if you are listening to this show. Could be some Dan Gildark fans. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. If you're a Dan Gildark fan and you're listening, I have a story that I've told. I probably told it. I probably told it 10 years ago. Seriously, because that's how long ago it happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I guess, apologize. Now, I don't know if he knows. If he listened to last week's show, which you think he did? I mean, I don't know. Rob, you said he asked for a link, right? He, he asked for the link, but he was busy traveling, so who knows? Maybe he had time to sit and listen to a few shows. Well, traveling's the best time to listen to a Absolutely, podcast. so it's, yeah. it could go either way. So he might know. But uh, if he does, I'm still going to go through everything that I that I have to apologize for. And then, I mean, I assume I'm forgiven. He's coming on the show, but I guess I'll he's know. He's got a good movie to promote. So maybe he, he's not forgiven you, but he wants to promote the movie. He's going to sell his soul to the devil. Yeah. Is that what he's going to do? <laughs> We're going to give him a call in like 10 minutes. But uh, anyway, so back to you on 98 Rock. And, and and we only have 10 minutes till we have to call him. So maybe we'll have to revisit this. But is it going to take that long to complain about what I said this morning? I don't know. There's two things I want to complain about. Right. The, the first thing is, what was it? Big decision? Confession? What was confession it? <clears throat> confession Monday. Right. Confession Monday. And your confession was? That, well... This was the last thing that we sprung on. It wasn't like I prepared all right. So I was like, "What can can I can I confess about?" And 
I did I did the DC Improv Lounge four shows this past weekend, and there is a premise that you originally had said on stage. I've seen you do it maybe twice, probably the last two times you were did comedy, and that I liked, and that we've talked about on the air, and that I've sort of thrown out there, and right. now and now I'm actually doing it as like right. You're doing it as one of your jokes. Yes, which is fine. What bothers me is you kept saying it wasn't a fully fleshed out bit, which bothers me because I've been doing it for about two years. <laughs> it was the first probably seven minutes of every act that I did. Okay. So I was opening with it, and it was as fleshed out as anything. I'll bet you Robbie even knows this joke. Robbie, you know the joke where I say, where would you guys meet? And then you say where you met, and I say how easy it is now versus how hard it was. Yes. And yeah. I mean, I go all the way to the end of picture of Channing Tatum. I literally have the whole thing mapped out. Now, here's the reason that I'm just somewhat not annoyed because you can use, you can have every joke that I ever wrote. It's that you're forcing me to do comedy in October. Yes. I don't have that many jokes. You can tell that. Well, I'm going to tell it because yes. I don't, I have to do 25 well, minutes or 20 all, minutes. I, I think this, I don't even remember this beginning that you're even talking about. Right. So, you, but that's, so that's a, how different my joke is. No, no, but it's not even that. It's like, you're saying it wasn't fleshed out. Okay. But well, it was fleshed well, out. Well, maybe the part, how does it end? Because my memory of your joke is you get a girl's phone number. She writes it on a napkin. You can barely read it. Then right. It's not yep. her number. It's a number to her house. Right, right. The phone is ring there. Yes. And the answering machine is made out of wood. <laughs> the tape can How go does wrong. It end? The, I don't even remember at this point. I mean, it's, I haven't done been on stage right. in two years. But well, I, if you don't remember how it ends, but I will do it all the way up until and I'll and okay. I'll just recraft whatever the end of it is. But I will do it. But, but that's the only similarity is that. You, that beginning, you, you, the part about the phone number. You could have the whole joke. I, well, that, but that's just that's I just, the I whole. Just, none of the other joke is what I tell. I just wanted you to know it was fleshed yeah, out. Okay. That's all. That was important to me. Maybe I that thought it was that out. particular part of it wasn't fleshed. No, out. is that you heard my joke and go, "That's not fleshed <laughs> out." <laughs> well, the part that, that interests me wasn't fleshed. Okay, it was fleshed out. <laughs> it was one hundred percent. I have it on video this this past week, so if we can. Oh, your it. version. I yes. You know what I need is my version. <laughs> We can just do my version. Yeah, I probably need to. <laughs> yeah. I probably you're saying it's, I probably need your jokes, right? Yeah. So uh, here's the other thing that bugged me. <laughs> the other confession was also about me from Scott. Yes. It's that he was bothered by what? What's the confession? He was bothered by what I was wearing. Okay. Now I can't remember what shirt I was wearing, but I believe I, it was just a t-shirt. He was wearing a Dr Pepper shirt. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, he said that he showed up at your apartment. Yeah. And that he just assumed what you were wearing in your apartment was not what you were going to wear when right. you went out. He's to like, eat. okay, well, I guess you're going to cheat. It's so funny because I've said that as a joke before. I go, all right, well, you're going to change and we can go. I've said right. that a million times as a joke. Yeah. He literally didn't say it, but <laughs> thought I was going to change into something else. But here's what's funny. He was wearing a Dr. Pepper T-shirt. I don't remember what T-shirt I was wearing, but I promise you it was as nice as the doctor. It was doctor. in the same family of shirts. I'm sure it was yeah. fine, right? right, whatever T-shirt I had on. But the other thing is, the shorts that I was wearing are the nicest shorts I've ever owned in my life, okay? They are Lululemon shorts that my, that my mother-in-law bought for me, and the price tag was left on. They are $78. And you've never paid that much for Fuck shorts. Fuck no, your I've never paid $78. And I'm wearing these, so not only are they expensive, but I know they're fashionable because they're fucking Lululemon. I would never right. wear Lululemon. I so, bet you've went out and spent that much on three or four pairs of shorts. Or a whole outfit, yes. yeah, including shoes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously I'm wearing flip-flops. What am I going to wear? So, yes, that is what I wore, but... It's so weird. Like Scott will wear flat brims. He wears some things where it kind of made like I'm going to dress kind of hip. I get that. I expect him to know that those are good shorts. <laughs> I don't expect him to think that I just showed up in joggers or whatever the hell he called them. But yeah, it was. Uh, they were nice shorts. Well, joggers can be nice too. I don't even know what joggers are. You wear joggers. Are those just like those sweat those yeah. pants things that Katie got you? What are the what pants things? What do you mean? Those little sweatpants with the tight around the ankles. Those are called joggers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do have a pair of those. I haven't yeah. worn them, you know, since right. it's 90 degrees out. Sure. But yeah. So, yeah, I, you were dressed a lot nicer than it made it. he made it sound. Yes, Because like. yeah. he said gym shorts, but you're actually Well, it's funny because when you said that, I immediately texted him. I go, those are Lululemons, <laughs> motherfucker, right? Now, by the way, the only reason I know that they're Lululemons is because they told me. I don't, right. I don't wear Lululemon. Those are what people who wear nice shorts wear. Robbie, what did you listen to a lot of this this morning? I did not hear this part of the show, no. 
All right. Do you do you think I'm shitting on Joe too much on the air? No, no of course not. I heard our brand. Yeah, <clears throat> Bring, brings it full circle. <clears throat> well, you know, well, like I, I wish I wish when you were uh, promoting stuff that you had uh, you said you were going to be at McGooby's, you had mentioned that we're going to be doing the murder mystery there too. Well, yeah, but that is and October and 30th. and when you talked about do, go, um, doing shows overseas, you didn't mention that we did the murder mystery overseas. Well, hold on. How about this? Well, that's true. And this is what bugged me. Oh boy. In entertainment. Uh, uh, Melissa Kim mentioned Snooki's going to host a show. <laughs> Robbie, guess who's on the show with Snooki? Who? Tori Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say a word about today's oh, show. Oh, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I did remember that. Look, I, you know, I, if I just talk about all the things going on in my life, Joe, that'll be the <laughs> entire show. You wouldn't be able to make fun of me. Exactly. Why don't we? Uh, do you want to give Dan a call here? Yeah, got- yeah. So we'll take a break, and then we'll uh, get Dan Gildark on the phone. He is the producer of the Paper Tigers, which is, uh, you know, I don't, he'll tell us how well it's doing. Can't wait. Hey guys, Patreon. We do a show every month. It's behind the scenes. It's things you wouldn't actually hear about. It's, I think, the best Patreon in the world, having never listened to anyone else's, but that's what I think. Well, I think about other Patreon episodes that other really popular podcasts do, and it's just an extra episode. Exactly. There's no distinction between what they normally do and this. It's just like you can't get this content unless you pay. But ours, if you pay, you literally get information that is not available it's specific to the people on the show, the things that we do, the different professions that we have. Some gigs or jobs that we have that we might not want to say what happened. Famous people. We, yes. And we disclose a lot of things, and we talked about this before, but there's a level of trust that we... One time, somebody broke that trust. I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. And we murdered that person. Mike Anderson, who was a former producer of the Justin Scott and Spiegel show, had resigned and was moving to Florida to... Joe, this is supposed to be an ad for I know, I'm getting there. Now you're telling a story. Robbie's hating me. To produce another show, and we... I told that on the bonus show, but I asked him if I could, and he said yes. Then somebody went up to Justin and he goes, hey, I heard of Mike Mike Anderson. (laughs) And he goes, where'd you hear that? And he goes, the Robin Show bonus show. That's the only time somebody ever fucked us. But it probably helped us get more listeners. It did. It almost worked out for us. But hey, it's five bucks a month. You can give more. We greatly appreciate it. It's the best deal going. Check it out. Robin Joe Show Patreon. All right, we're back, and uh, as uh, we've teased, we have with us Dan Gildark, uh, famed Hollywood producer and director, also Old Mill <laughs> Patriot, and uh, and friend of mine. I'd say friend, but we haven't talked in a long time. How you doing, Dan? Good, man. Go Patriots. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so let me ask you a question before I start, because it'll give me an idea of where to start this conversation. Have you heard? Have you ever heard my show? And it's okay if you haven't. I, when you guys reached out to me, I, I went and listened to your Christmas episode where you pet the spider. That's the only <laughs> All right. Well, he likes the holiday episodes. Now, Dan, this is Rob. Are you, were you familiar? Like Joe has, you know, sort of followed your career. Have you been following Joe's career? <laughs> yeah. Have you been following mine? <laughs> Just a little bit. I, I know that, um, I know that you became like a radio personality and you were always, uh, I think you were in a stand up comedy and maybe still are. So yeah, that's, that's that tangent, close enough. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about the way that you presented it is probably all it deserves as well. But you did not listen to last week's episode, correct? No, I did not. Because that's I what Joe not. is referring to. All right. Well, good. I'm glad because now yeah. I'm going to get a genuine response. And and Dan, feel free to tell the truth, please. Even if it happens at my expense, I want you to do that because when <laughs> okay. back in uh 2000 and is around 2006, it was our 30 year. Am I right about that? Yeah. No, no. 30. 20 year, 20 year um, high school reunion. And you were there. And I probably hadn't seen you since we graduated. And you were telling me about. Let me go back a little bit. I also think part of the story when you originally told it was that you had been drinking. Well, I had been drinking, but I still, I still had my faculties about me. I don't think (laughs) I was. Okay. I I was, I don't think I was, I, I, I definitely. That doesn't I, excuse his behavior. I right? wish. Hard to tell with Joe. Yeah, yes. right. I wish. I wish I had been drunk. That would have. Right. That would be okay. Now, you told me you were making a movie. Okay. 
And mm-hmm. the movie, I believe you wrote it and directed it. Is that correct, Cthulhu? Am I right about that? that yep, yep, that's correct. Okay, and you were telling me about this. By the way, that's a fucking impressive thing to do, Absolutely. to write and direct a movie. That's impressive, okay? Now, you told me, I said, who's in it? And you told me Tori Spelling. Now, do you remember what I said? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. Because what I said was I, I made some shitty remark. I was like, oh, Kelly Osborne wasn't available. I said something horrible, okay? And you I diminished your star. I diminished and it, therefore yes. you and your life's work. And I'm like, by the way, I would kill to work with Tori Spelling. Who the hell am I, right? I would give a nut to work with Tori Spelling. And here I am, and I'm like, God, this is a great guy, because you are a great guy. Well, maybe you're not now, but you were. Right? I don't know you anymore, but back then you were awesome. And here you are doing something I could never do in a million years. And I took a shot at it. The fact that you don't remember that, that that probably says more about you than it says it about does. me. But I've oh talked about well, that encounter uh, on this show and about how sorry I am that I, that's what I said. Do you want to formally apologize? Yes, I'm formally apologizing. That was a shitty thing. Yeah. Whatever I actually said, <laughs> how shitty. I've never done anything like that. And now you've, really? your star is even that your star has even risen higher. So anyway, sorry about that, man. You definitely did not deserve that. Yeah, Dan, do you accept Joe's oh, apology? Absolutely. Well, well, it just rolled off my back because, um, as, as I'm sure he's he's told you guys, like we we are old friends from high school. Like you know, we weren't super tight, but we were pretty tight. And um, yeah, no, I I would expect no less comment from you. Like you, you know, <laughs> you're you were notorious for busting balls. So, yeah, but that was yeah. it was on brand. So exactly, I, I Rob. It, no, I took it as you know, I took it as you just busting balls as as usual. Like a, it, a let me tell you remember. a um, I'll tell you a story to see if Dan remembers this. Um, Dan and I were two. We couldn't drive at the time, but Dan was friends with another guy that could drive, and his name was RJ. I don't remember exactly what his last name was. <laughs> If you give yeah, me a second, that's it. RJ Scriba. That was his name. Right. <laughs> and, and we were going to see Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. Do you remember this, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were running yeah, late to this movie. And now, this was a huge movie. Of course. Big, you kidding yeah. me? And we were nerds too. So this meant a lot more to us than it might right. mean to other people. Right. So I am being picked up. It's a big deal to me. I think mm-hmm. we were sophomores. I, if I, am I right about that? Probably sophomores, right? Maybe. maybe I think. Right. Yeah, we were sophomores in high school, and I, I'm going out in a car with another kid. It's a big deal to me. Oh yeah, you know, because my parents weren't the kind of parents to just let me jet set around with other kids. You know what I mean? It's they overprotective. This anyway. was something you probably looked forward to. Of course, you kidding like, me? For weeks to yeah. go to see. The follow-up to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did, did they ever call you Raiders of the Lost Guild Ark? Did that ever happen? They did. We school? always called them that. Yes. Yeah. We used to roll a giant boulder at them. <laughs> so, so we're going, but we're running late. So RJ does basically a, a to get Spins into. Out. Yes. Yeah. And I hop in the car and I go. And I go to see the movie. I come back. When I come back, my father's face is beat red. Goes, Who the hell? Because oh, back then there were no cell phones. I was gone. He just stewed for three hours. He's like, if I could have, I would, you never would have gotten in that car. But yeah, he was absolutely irate. But, you know, I remember liking that movie, which is good, because if you see it now, it's not very good. You just got to suspend a lot of disbelief. I saw it as a kid, and I remember right. peeling out in yeah. that car, too, which was very, very cool. Well, Dan, you've got... This is one of the biggest movies right now on Netflix. What are you at? 94, 95% of Rotten Tomatoes or something? 98. Excuse me. I apologize. Yeah. Well, I what a dick move on my part to say 94. Well, why would you guess low? (laughs) Right. Is it 107? Hey, is it 100? No, it's 98. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I've watched it now. Has it ever been in, you know how they sometimes have the top 10? Has it ever been in that? Yeah, uh, we got as high as number six. So we were in the top 10 for about a week. Oh hell uh, yeah! Under the movies, Net, you know, there's two sections. There's there's top in the U.S., which is usually a lot of television shows, and then there's top top movies in the U.S. So we were Con- number six. Congratulations! Now, do you do like when I'll have like a a comedy clip on YouTube or something? I don't, right. If there's like a hundred likes and like one dislike and one bad comment, that's the one I go to. Do you find the these two bad reviews that's skewing you to 98 percent yeah just, too many asians all right you just get angry oh, at them. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they wouldn't listen to me. I tried to try to have them take out the Asians, and they just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, on that point, we don't even know what a, a producer does. Yeah, we don't That's even know what you do. Are. Yeah. Is that a what? What does that mean? Yeah, it, it can mean a lot of different things, and there, there's a lot of different types of producers. But um, what does it mean in you know, in this case to you? For you, in, what in did you film, do? You kind of you kind of do everything. So I I you know I help build the budget. I help do the locations um, when we're on set. I'm getting locations ready to shoot. Um, you know, I helped make decisions with casting. Like we all, like all the producers were super hands-on. So we all kind of did, did a little bit of everything, but, and all had to like try to raise money. Did you ask uh, RJ Scriba to do any stunt, <laughs> stunt driving? <laughs> that would have been a good idea. For sure. Yeah, so now I watched it. Have you seen it, Rob? No, I didn't do research for this Why thing. wouldn't you watch I'm it? I'm just a, not a good person. You Jeez. Know? I mean, I'll watch it. No, it's fun, right? Now, here's I a like question. all Gildark Here's stuff. a question. They, the Academy Awards come out. Yeah, is it going to get nominated? I, listen, it's fun. I don't think it's going to get nominated for an Oscar, but let's say that it does. Okay. Let's, let's say that it does. You're going to suddenly claim to be much closer friends. I'm going to tell the RJ Scriner guy. No, but here's what I want to know. Up for Best Picture, the Paper Tigers. And then, and then, uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz opens up the letter and he reads the name. Do you go up? Do you get an Oscar? Ooh, good question. Yes. Nice. Yes. For do best you, yeah, the producers producers accept best picture. Do you force your way into into speaking? Because you know they give limited time for these things. Yeah. Who talks before you? Anybody? Oh man, I would push everybody out of the way. I would there you first, go. Sure. Do you thank me or R.J. Scriber? <laughs> he would peel out like R.J. did. He would, like he was going to see Temple of Doom. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: What are you working on now? I mean, this obviously had to catapult you into something. Um, not really. <laughs> it opened... What's this potato thing I just saw? You got the, the. Oh, uh... it was. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it's just the. I was the driver and. and it, so indie film, um, especially in Seattle, I don't know how if other towns are this way, but we're so super uh, supportive of each other. So a lot of us work on other, you know, our friends' films and, and help get them made. And um, yeah, so just kind of helping other films get made right now. And so it, it's such a long process. So I, I was like one of the last producers to get on board the Paper Tigers, and I was on it for five years. Wow. So Jeez. and we're literally just finishing now. And a lot of the other teams are, are they're out on the road doing uh, some screenings uh, around the country. Like we have one coming up in Atlanta. We're going to do. I'm actually going to be in D.C. Um, probably in about three weeks or so to do. Oh, let's do hang out there. Don't be. Yeah, don't yeah, don't pick me up at my dad's house though. <laughs> you would have <laughs> about three months ago. <laughs> I know. I'm reading this potato dreams of America. Yeah, yeah it's on. That was one that I just. I, I just fell for like a week on that one. Yeah. Okay, but this is the description of it. This sounds an autobiographical dark comedy about a gay boy growing up in the Soviet Union, his mail order bride mother, and their adventurous escape to America. I like that. Yeah, that no, it sounds good. Yeah. But you said you worked on yeah, it a week? I bet it was the best week of the movie. <laughs> it was it's a fun story. I mean it's pretty it's pretty intense. So, so you're not there's nothing you're effect. working on now that you can tell us about? Um, I'm writing so I actually have, you know, I have a couple things on the back burner. So I have a, a horror film that I have been working on for a couple of years, been developing. It's a, um, it's a slasher film set at a furry convention. Love oh, it. that sounds a good idea. I let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> so as yeah, you're so writing, Dan, are... as you're writing, Dan, do you have somebody in mind for the lead as you're, as you're envisioning the character? Jeremy Woodworth. Oh. <laughs> No, always, always Joe Robinson. Always with my, my lead. <laughs> I can't uh, act. Game, that's game the problem. But you can wear a furry costume. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah no. Get stabbed to death. Yeah, he can I, do that. Do you have a, sure. a working title for that? Yeah, it's called Second Skin. <laughs> now, now, when you write something, do you think of a title first? Or just think of an idea first, or when you like when you name it, does Who that make of it a real? title first? No, no. I <laughs> with our murder mysteries before I write it, we think of the title. Yeah, but we still have a premise, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Right, do right. you have a premise, and then you come up with a title, and then it make it makes it real to you, or you just write and work, think they're going to change the title anyway, so you don't care. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, definitely think of the story first, and um, usually 
you know, the first, middle, and last acts, and then and then usually the title comes. Um, uh, real quick, another film I'm working on right now, I'm actually just in the writing stage, is called, um, and this is a good good example for the title, because titles aren't copyrightable, so you can, you can use old titles, new titles. But I, the one I'm working on now is going to be called Forrest Gump. I'm sorry, you didn't miss the name? Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be called Oxygen, and then there was just this film called Oxygen on Netflix that did really well, so I'm probably going to have to change the title. Damn What's it's... the premise of Oxygen? About breathing. The the uh, Earth gets stripped of um, a majority of its oxygen, so it's it kind of brings the oxygen level to what it would be on the top of Mount Everest. And the only, one of the only guys that can function still is a marathon runner who's trained at altitude. <laughs> <laughs> Nigeria. Sorry, that will a... not start Joe Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> With his Lulu limit workout shorts. So, so Dan, do people send you scripts to read? Um, they, they have, uh, they have in the past. I usually don't, I usually don't read them. Um, just cause I'm working on my own projects and then you're, you're under, you know, it could be a problem if you did, yeah. Came up with a project that had similar themes. It's so happened. I, I generally don't read so scripts. So a uh, script has never crossed your desk called "Blame the Victim." <laughs> <laughs> it's by it's by a guy named yeah. Rob Mayer. Yeah, I well, have, I wrote a credit. third of that. Twenty five percent of it. Yeah. Yes. Or, sure. Okay, Dan, I'll send it to you. Could you, you send "Blame the Victim" okay, to yeah, Dan yeah, and see if? Will you read? Will you read his play? Actually, play. It's a movie. Sorry, apologies. Sorry about that. Screenplay. Well, hold on a second. We yeah. had a, play, uh, a theatrical director, a theatrical director who was nominated for a Helen Hayes Award. Mm. Read, blame the victim, and he said it was good. Yeah, I think it's it holds up. Well, why, yeah. what are you going to do with it? I'll Nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Dan. He's gonna get it made. Tori Spelling will back Tory it. Tori Spelling is gonna yeah. star in it, and R.J. Scribner. <laughs> will you? Will, do you still talk to Tori Spelling? Um, I don't. No, I haven't right. talked to her. Oh, you falling out? Sorry, now. man. I didn't mean yeah, to bring yeah. that up. Well, do you have any okay. stories from high school? Stories about Joe? From yeah, high got school, any Joe man? stories? I I do. I mean, I I don't have like specific stories, but I mean, I can give you guys. Like my memories, my my general memories of Joe yeah. back in give them up, give them up. All right. Well, I mean the thing, the thing I remember about Joe is that he kind of like um, went in between cliques. Like he wasn't really a member of any any one clique. Like I, like he said, well, I was definitely a nerd, and maybe he was a little bit too. But I, you know, tw definitely towards senior year, Joe got more popular and kind of like went in between, you know, the the cool cliques and the nerds and. But I never felt like he was tied down to one click because uh, I, I think his humor, um, like, really let him be friends with everybody. It transcended. Was really, was really. Cool. Uh, I'm hearing that is that he, he wore out his welcome and he yes, clicked. like all the clicks didn't <laughs> yeah. want me. Yeah. Now I guess there's they some truth to that, but let me tell you something. Clicks. I've never had a bad word to say about Dan Gildark for sure, man. I, you know what I told story I did tell the other day. I can't remember what this guy's name was. You might remember, but this is how old Dan and I are. I went over to uh, to Dan's house to to hang out, and his a friend of his brought over Trivial Pursuit. That, mm. I I believe this was a Halloween party, was it not? That's a classic Halloween game. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was we got, enough. Well, I remember Dan wearing a costume. I don't think. No, I think he was just wearing <laughs> a cape. No, no, he no, was I, dressed as Indiana Jones, oddly enough. Well, I think you're confusing too. Oh, maybe. Is that true? Because we went to no, that's funny. Because we, I don't know if you went with me, Joe. I entered an Indiana Jones look like contest. <laughs> Man, all our stories are we around Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he was in my clique, the cool clique, Indiana Jones. <clears throat> but do you remember the kid that had Trivial Pursuit? Here's what I remember about this kid. He, when we were playing, we would, you know, the where the box where the questions are in it. Mm -hmm. I slid the box over. And he goes, don't, 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 don't slide the box. Yeah, you'll scratch the bottom. He Hold wanted on. to, he wanted to maintain, not Dan, this was the other kid. Okay. I don't remember this kid. I don't like him. He wanted, of course not. Yeah. He wanted to maintain the integrity of the bottom of the cardboard or whatever. I don't like maintaining integrity. So whenever we had to play a board game, we yeah. had to physically pick up the box and place it over to the other person that may read the next question. This guy. Yeah. Do you remember that oh, guy? Uh, was he a redhead? No, no, I know that guy. That guy's name was John Johnson. It wasn't him. Yeah. It was another guy. I have a John Johnson yeah, story. John you want to hear it? Too. Yeah, yeah. What is it? There was this um, 
I was at the Wawa. It's no longer there. It was two miles away from my house in Arden. And I go in there, and uh, and John Johnson was in there. Mm-hmm. And I see him, I go, hey, man, what's up? And I slap him, like, in the stomach or whatever. Not John Johnson. <laughs> Just some other guy who had red hair. He looked nothing like John Johnson. He beat your ass? I was a little intimidated because, yeah, yeah then I'm like, oh, well, I can't fight. So yeah. now now what do I do? But, uh, yeah, no, Dan, it's cool catching up with you, man. Um, uh, please keep us posted on anything else that you're that you do. And when you get in town, Rob, you have his number, right? Yep, I got his number. All right, I'm going to call you, and if you blow me off, I will talk about it on this show. I will. And we'll get together. <laughs> and when you no, win man, that no, Academy definitely. Award, feel definitely free to... Get a beer with you. Yeah, Take feel free to give a shout-out. Go ahead. As I was thinking about, about you calling, I remembered a, a joke, one, one of your jokes. Yeah, um, go ahead. At one point. So, Does it start with walking down the beach in Ocean City, Maryland? <laughs> the pie plate closer. No, go ahead. Tell me Tell me the joke. <laughs> I might need it. I'm, I haven't been on stage okay. in two years, and I'll be okay. on in October 29th. You, so. you've, probably, you've probably used it since. It's, um, so I was, you know, I was a hairy, hairy kid. I probably had a full beard and bushy eyebrows and, and uh, you know, in high school. I was pretty, pretty hairy. So <laughs> he looked over at me. He said, Dan, Dan I, I'd introduced your eyebrows, but I could see they already met. <laughs> oh man oh, but, oh. oh that was cruel I, that was geez that was worse than joke. saying tory spelling is in an a-lister <laughs> dan no, man you were always busting balls it was all all in good fun it was good fun dan thanks for coming on with us congrats on the movie and the 98 percent and uh we look forward to the uh the furry slasher film Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks bro. I'm definitely going to listen to some more shows. So are you are you doing stand-up? Are you guys doing stand-up? So, so uh, this is probably – everybody who listens to the show is already aware. Um, Rob and I are both on 98 Rock, if you remember that station here. Um, mm, for sure. And I, uh, I do the pregame for the Ravens. And Rob and I, we're not quite sure if we're going to do it, but last year we did the uh, show called the Purple Power Hour, which is uh, the day after the game. And then uh, Rob and I do a murder mystery. Rob still does stand up. I kind of gave that up because I don't have enough time. But uh, we also did a murder mystery, and and I, I'll let you. Everyone in the audience already knows about this. I think we we just the, our thirteenth was just written. Is that right? Uh yeah. It's hard to keep up now. It's thirteenth or fourteenth. Yeah. 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 And they've uh, they've oh, been wow. pretty successful. We've been to Vegas. We've been to the Middle East. And been all over been, the world. And we've been to uh, Timonium, Maryland. That's the big yeah. three. Yeah. The eight. All right, bro. No, I'll definitely look up your stuff. We appreciate it, Dan. Thank you, man. Nice talking to you, man. Later, Dan. Thanks, man. Take care. What a good sport. Yeah, now I'm telling you, he was like a super nice guy. Yeah, I could tell. Super nice guy. Well, I'm glad that I didn't. um, I'm glad he didn't remember the Tory spelling thing. That actually makes me feel better. I could have never mentioned it. Now I'm mad at myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, read what Mac wrote in chat. It's really funny. All right, here we go. Good. Uh, so technically that was not a John Johnson story. Is it that one? (laughs) Yeah, I know it wasn't. All right. How many kids in Joe's high school had him on the list of people to kill like Buscemi and Billy Madison? (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, Mac also said he, he liked to thank, uh, Tory Spelling and his, uh, in his Oscar (laughs) acceptance speech. But, uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, I guess, uh, you want to take another break and then we'll finish this thing up. Sounds like a plan. Rob and Joe show. Be right back. Jealousy, revenge, and a movie stunt gone horribly wrong. Hi, it's Justin from the 98 Rock Morning Show, and I'm not describing my weekend. I'm talking about the newest murder mystery from Die Laughing Productions, Halloween Who Done It. You've seen me play detective, a reality TV show judge, and even Marty McFly. Well, this time, I play M. Night Shyamalamadamalamalalum, the world's most celebrated film director, working on his new horror project. When someone is killed on the movie set, I go from directing the actors and cameramen to directing a murder investigation. And as always, you can play a part in solving the crime too, and maybe even play one of the suspects. Be a part of the mayhem and hilarity for which Die Laughing Productions has become renowned. Halloween Who Done It? Don't miss it. Next performance, October 30th at Magooby's Joke House in Timonium. 
For tickets and more information, please visit DieLaughingProductions.com. The Robin Joe Show. I, I don't have a second spot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, realized that when you uh, when when Joe threw us to break in the beginning for no reason uh, before Dan, but I'll just edit that out. Or you can just leave this in. Yeah. <laughs> Where there is no second spot. Which, what's? I you say, know what? Doesn't matter. We'll yeah, figure it there's out. A, there is a yeah. Patreon spot in the folder for you if you want right. to throw it in there. <laughs> well, I now you know I'll just flex my editing muscles. It's all good. All right. So, no, we're doing, again, we want to plug, September 6th, it's the chat runs the show show. And we have some key players that are out, but if they'll send in their questions, they will be asked. Right. Again, we voted the idea that Mac would let Jeremy Woodworth speak on his behalf. And I'm voting against that idea. All right. I think it's a great idea, but whatever. But, again, that'll be September 6th. We're no show September 13th. That's the – uh, Ravens opening game at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Joe will be doing pregame. Are we supposed to go to Gary's for the to watch the game? Isn't that happening? Well, that's no problem. I'll just go to Gary's right after yeah. the show. Remember the last time you did that? Yeah, uh, Aunt Tish passed away All the right. last time I went to Gary's. So, so let's uh, let's hope it's somebody I literally don't, pretty I, much a year. I don't care about this time. Okay, <laughs> this is probably a longer list. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I did, uh, you know what I've noticed? How many times have you seen a bachelorette party at a comedy show? Several times. Right. You ever seen a bachelor party? No. Me neither. It's never seen a bachelor party. I'm in the DC Improv Lounge, bachelorette party. Yeah, it's like six girls, small group. Yeah, because bachelors usually want to see nipples. Well, you know, I, and I always make that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I asked the, the girl wins the wedding. She was getting married on 9-11. <laughs> is that is that true yeah so we're doing something on 9-11 this year is it tommy's birthday or something like that there's something going on in 9-11 i'm this year. at mcgooby's on 9-11 but yeah i think you are doing something the yeah. renaissance fair or oh something. that's it that's exactly what it yeah, is and yeah. then mm-hmm. erica's dad's band is playing it oh, there you anyway, go okay, got, yeah. anyway not right. important. So, so i have an ex-wife whose birthday was 9-11 Okay. Well, which which one? It could be it could be several. <laughs> well, I know that nine. I knew that nine eleven was a Saturday, so I knew <laughs> that that made sense for a wedding date. Well, what so, if the venue's probably cheaper that day too? I made all those jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally I, everything you're gonna say right now. Yeah. I said, did you get a deal? I said, I hope uh-huh. it wasn't a theme wedding. <laughs> yeah. Or the cake towers. You know, I did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Did just did you give the groom? We had one job to pick the date, and he fucked it up. You know, and I but. They said that I made their night. I said, hey, well, my pleasure. So uh, it, it was fun to get back and get and do comedy in front of people again. So Now, your birthday is either 9-10 or 9-12. My birthday is 9-12. Okay, yes. I just read that in chat. Right. I, you don't tell anybody your birthday, so it's hard to remember it. Well, I don't. No, you, you don't. You won't put it on social media because you yeah, don't, I don't advertise. respond. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't, like, lie about it. or No, no, right. But yes, but I don't. Who said it in chat? Uh, Mac. Now it's become a thing. I think Robbie's made it a thing. I, I'm sorry. I did start that, I think. Robbie yes. always remembers. He goes, hey, it's Theo's birthday. Right. You know, I'm like, all right, well, Theo's phone number that I have for him doesn't even work. So you can go ahead and take that out of your phone. He'll be like, hey, it's John Moon's right. birthday. And then I and when he says that, I actually appreciate it because then I'll say, hey, man, happy birthday. And John will be like, you remember my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, John's is easy to remember because it's close to mine. I think I've received gifts so poorly that Tawanda now, I, she may be down to getting me nothing. I think I've managed to do that. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't yeah. need anything, you know, and, and, but I have to, I have to get gifts. Well, I don't mind giving gifts. It, it's just, for me, it's just a pain because it's not like I, I should be careful here, but the, the gifts is definitely a barometer of things in my relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's she, not. She, she crushes it. She doesn't care what I write because she is thoughtful. Yes. And that means. And so it's a little outside of whatever my normal acumen would be. So I have to like I every time I, she says I like I have to write it in my phone so I don't forget. Well, well, your next gift is Christmas for her, right? Yeah. Okay. I already have a couple things in my phone. Right. That's to make smart sure. to be thinking. Yeah. 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 You know, I was talking with Gramps before the show about, you know, the typical topic that he's bored and. He needs a hobby, and he, and he says the woodworking he used to do and the poetry. And I gave him a great idea. There's no chance he's going to do it. But I said, well, why don't you 
write poems for all the people that you want to give Christmas presents to. Um, we can, Robbie can help you and print it on some nice stationery. And then you can build a frame, woodwork out of wood yourself. Well, he's never going to do that. And then put it. And and then so the gift is the poem and the and the yeah. frame that you did yourself. Well, he'll write the poems. Okay, right. I'm just trying to give him. More but he will not build the frame. I'm just trying to add. That add will never this. happen. And, and he the, said he built every piece of furniture in the house. And the yes, I you know he stole the he stole the siding from the house across the street. Well, he can steal the wood <laughs> for these frames. I By the care. way, the the the, the <laughs> I I know I've told about him stealing the stuff next door. I've told that, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I told this. So. <laughs> My father stole the uh, wood from the house they were building across the street <laughs> to build the uh, an end table. I, what would you call that big ass table? This actually a table that's still there. <laughs> so this is in the seventies that this was built. But he also built our bar out of that. Mm -hmm. He had a bar. Did I tell that already? And the bar and a TV stand. Right now, here's something that I haven't. It told. was T one eleven siding. Look, it's like we stole this country from the Indians, and then we did more with it. That's the what Native Americans. Thinking. Sorry, but yes, um, but yes, you're right. But one thing I haven't said is the house where that he stole the siding from. Mm -hmm. That siding's not in the house anymore. They knew to mate to get rid of that. <laughs> they knew it's dated. <laughs> they have to change it into something else. So anyway, that so my it's father the jokes on you, Gramps. Still has the same, but he didn't build that thing right there. Is Max shitting on you? Oh, he said, here we go, yeah. yeah. He said, Joe complaining about having to give thoughtful gifts, but got Katie an IOU for her birthday. No, we <laughs> believe me, we've discussed that on here. Rude. I paid I paid dearly for that gift. And happy travel, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what we're going to do here in uh, November and December. Let me interrupt. Mm -hmm. Steve Miller. Not Steve Miller. Sorry, Drew. Happy birthday. He just said, Gramps, how about a, a bowling league? I like it. What about that? Tawana's in a bowling league she without is. me. Yeah. She is? Yeah. But my father isn't going to know three other bowlers. But he could probably, they probably have bowling leagues that he could say, there hey. It has can... to be a senior's bowling league. Yeah, but, I mean, my father's not going to be good at bowling. What does he want to bowl at 25-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> can he bowl? Fuck no. No, he can't bowl, but but he might if everybody else is his age, but then he's not going to want to spend time with those people. I feel like a bowling alley is pretty loud. It's not conducive for talking with his hearing. Yeah, you're right. But he would like to – he does like the – like if you watch The Big Lebowski, it looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, not Robbie doesn't think so. Why but, don't you take him bowling? But he wouldn't want to go bowling. <laughs> uh, he, he would want to go – this is what would happen. And then, then it's all I'm going to say mm -hmm. about my father. I'd say, hey, you want to go bowling? And he would say yes, because he wants to hang out with me. And then we would go, and he would be fucking miserable. That's what would happen. What's more likely? Gramps bowls a 300 game, a perfect game, or he finishes the Jaws puzzle. <laughs> huh. Well, he can't bowl a 300 game. Well, he, he's not, he hasn't touched the Jaws puzzle in three months. There's no, he's, he's not going to finish now uh, just on principle. I finished building the outside of it, the jaws of the top, and the whole lady. Yeah. And all he has to do is build the shark. He's not going to do it. No. <laughs> Joe, happy travel took a shot at you. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. He says, I'm always Team Joe, except for his gift-giving abilities. Katie deserves better. No, of course. Thank I know you. that. Yes. yes. We all know Get happy life together. Yes. Should we maybe take – how about this? It's it's We got a few months. People start suggesting ideas for Joe, for Katie, for her gifts. No, I'd Christmas. rather them suggest things for my dad. I'll be able to. I have ideas for gifts. I don't. I have no ideas. We've been suggesting things for Gramps. We're by oh for seventy, and they're yeah. actually coming to fruition. Yeah, becoming impossible. Man. All right. So in November and December, I mean, you never know with COVID, but Armed Force Entertainment put it on their website and posted the dates and the location. So. It's definitely as a go right now. But I have like a literally like a 28-day trip. Yep. Jeez. Who are you with? Tommy Davidson and I. Oh, that's cool. Alaska, Hawaii, Guam, Singapore, Australia, South Korea. Oh, dude, Jeez. how long are you going to be in Singapore? I that's believe the one? two shows. That's oh, the one damn. you took away, the worst location of all the ones you said? No, Singapore is Singapore a cool is place to hang cool. out, Joe. Yeah. It's a great city. Yeah, I think that's a good location. 
Where's Where's uh, Bangkok? Thailand. Thailand. Oh. By the way, Australia won't be that great because it's locked down. I'll just probably be on. Some, oh, that's right. I see people. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that there are. Yeah. They're they're arresting people. Did you see that? Yeah, they'll just murder you if you go to Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> With a yeah, that your papers. Yeah. That's a long time, man. I know it's a long time, and it's um. Well, my first question is, your last show was on the fifth of December. Yep. Will you be able to do a show on the 6th, which is the Monday? Is this a real question? Yeah. No way. Right. So that's four that. shows we have to fill. Okay. Yes. That's, I just I want to make November sure. November 10th, I come home December 6th. There's no way I'm coming home yeah, that's doing what, I assume show. not. That's right, I know. So we got four shows to fill, Joe. Correct. Right. So I will do one show with Gramps. All right. I'll do one show with Katie. Yes. Uh, let's let the chat throw in some ideas, too, here. I'll do one show with whoever they say in chat. All right. You could take a week off, too, if you want. Maybe. Yeah. I it's, mean. It's it's right before my birthday. I'd love a day off. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we could take a day off, but let's see what it. Uh, oh, Drew Miller said, does Katie like Halloween? Uh, take her to Salem around Halloween time. Now, I will she say this. She does like Halloween. She loves Halloween, and we always have a show on Halloween, but we don't yeah. this year, right? We have the 30th. The 30th, 31st. that's fine. Yep, yeah. so she's fired up about that. We actually get to hang out at Halloween. So I also think we can maybe might, might have an opportunity to pre-record one. All right. Yeah. I mean, I might be able to, like, call and... and yeah, well, I could do one with you one. from yeah. Alaska. Well, You'll be, be doing it at yeah. 2 a.m. But we can't well, rely on that, right? Alaska's four hours earlier. That's not... That's not hard for me. No, yeah, it's actually probably yeah. easier. Right, yeah. Yeah, but Rob on the phone from Alaska may not sound that great. It's well, it's not. we're not living in the 1800s. <laughs> so you know, the phone just works. I'm no. in some freaking case. No, I know, but, this, but you know, we were calling Dan on the cell phone. You know, we do, do you want to do a whole show like that? That's my question. No. Well, I, Dan is all, yeah. was also a little understated. I don't know if yeah. you, yeah. I'll Rob, have that Ala big Alaska energy. Rob's not going to do that. He's not going to be understated. It's 15 shows. Total. It's going to be a grind. Yeah. But it'll be. It'll, Is it one of those right ones on top of the other? Is there any days for rest? Anything like no, that? No, there's a lot of days. I literally have the whole freaking breakdown. Oh, so. that's cool. Let's hear it. I want to yeah. hear it. All right. Let me. Um, take me to all, take me on your first plane to your last. Well, I don't have the plane, plane breakdown. I just Fuck. have the uh, <laughs> dates of the shows and the time in between. Oh, here we go. Okay. Tour schedule. All righty. All right. Thursday, November 11th. Um, era, the base, Alaska. Friday, Alaska. Are you starting in Alaska? Saturday, Alaska. How long is the flight to Alaska? It's not too bad. We Usually you fly to like Seattle and then you fly like an hour and a half. Have you ever Alaska. been to Alaska? I have been to Alaska. You have? Yes, I have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've, I've been in the summer, so this will be, be early November, but it'll be cold there. Yeah. But it won't be like crazy cold. And then. Dark. Yeah, Saturday, November 13th, and, and then Sunday, travel day, Monday, Barking Sands, Hawaii, Tuesday, you ever heard of Pearl Harbor? How long are you in Hawaii? Well, I'm there Monday and Tuesday. The next show's in Guam on Friday, so I don't know oh, how long. Oh, hell yeah. Cool. So that's hopefully, Kenny, the guy who the promoter is, used to live in Hawaii. Dude, you're going to have three free days in Hawaii, or you think you're going to have three free days in well, Guam? It, I would imagine nice. there'd be. I imagine there'd be at one and a half to two days in Hawaii, and then I'm a sure, travel day to Guam. I'm sure Guam is nice, but it's not as nice as Hawaii. Right? Probably not. And then Guam on Friday and Saturday. Then next show's Wednesday in Singapore. How far is the flight from Guam to Singapore? Eleven uh, hours. That sounds right. Now, now here's the weird thing. Wednesday in Singapore, and then Saturday in Australia. So there's a break in there. It has to be. Hey, Rob, how do you? Eleven hours and five minutes. Is yeah, going the, going from yeah going from the west coast. I know it takes about eleven hours to get to Asia. Well, there's a stop, but still, that's pretty yeah. impressive. And then you're going from Singapore to Australia. Yes, man, you're flying around the whole world. Yeah, and then Australia on Saturday, the twenty seventh. Then the, we finish pretty strong here. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all shows in f five different bases in Korea. Now, I've been to Kunsan and Osan. Osan, 
is uh wait one two three four yeah no six places in Korea. Osan is a really fun base because you walk right off the base, and it's just bar city. Nice. I and, know you like bars. Yeah. Although we, and then this Camp Humphreys is right near there, and so that's I think probably stay in the same. That's hotel. where you're ending Korea. Yeah. No, that's a like fourteen hour. Oh trip yeah, back. that's it's only fourteen hours from Korea to Maryland. Um, it feels like it'd be further. Than yeah, that. no, no, it's 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 fourteen. No, no stop, no stop. Yeah. Um, uh, Happy Travel had an interesting suggestion. Go ahead. Shoot, it says Katie and Joe should meet Rob in Hawaii, and they can do the show there. <laughs> it's, I don't well, think they'll allow me to be. Uh, I don't. I don't think, hey, look, cheap flight from Seoul to Baltimore, five hundred seventy-seven dollars. Let's take a look. I'm taking a look at the time here. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've done this flight before. I've been in South Korea. Like what what is the hump, Rob? The hump? What? Yeah. My, Max says the hump. I've been there. Camp Humphreys? Oh, that must be what he's talking about. Oh, they call yeah. it the hump? I've never been to Camp Humphreys, but I've been, but it's right near Osan, from what I understand. So here's something crazy. Because of the time changes, it's a five-hour flight. Oh, yeah. Oh, that works out pretty good. Yeah. So you'll leave in five hours later. You'll be my fortieth birthday. It was a thirty thirty hours of it because I flew back from from uh, Kuwait Ugh. for the time difference. Um. So yeah. Now and then I'll get back, and then we've got our murder mystery December eleventh. Well, yeah, a little bit of time. Yeah, a couple of days to recover. Probably so, do a rehearsal. It's our first time doing it. <laughs> so you're leaving in November. So we'll do October, and then you'll be gone. All oh man, you're gonna be making bank. Yeah, yes. Because you have be murder mysteries, good. then all that, then that whole trip, and then you come back to murder mysteries. Yep, it should be a good uh, last uh, six weeks of the year here. So yeah, so so you're leaning one with Gramps, one with Katie, one wild card, and maybe a one off. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe one with Robbie, maybe one with uh, uh, Gramps said Jeremy and Eric. I, I don't. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Mm. You know, but Tommy, How about Justin. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough ask for Justin. It is a tough ask for because Justin. Because he has to wake up at, you know, four. Yes, but we if we he give him enough advance notice, we could pre-record one in the afternoon. Yeah, he yes. would do it. He'd do it. So, yeah, Justin would be a good one. Um, you could do a 5.30, 6 p.m. show for Justin. Well, I have to do one with Gramps or he'll of lose course. his mind. So I'll yes. do one with Gramps. I'll do one with uh, with Katie. I'll do one with Justin. And I'll do one with I'll do one with Tommy or Eric. Yeah. Or maybe both those guys. Yeah. That'd be a good one. All right, that's what I'll do. Done. Maybe you right. do one with Gildark. <laughs> and one with Dan Gildark. All right, so <laughs> we've got a little bit of time left. I'm going to complain. We've talked uh, many times about show announcer Tim uh, on here. Yeah. Okay? Now, Robbie, I don't know if you know about this, but I'm going to tell you a little story, and then I'm not going to tell you. You tell me how I should receive this. Okay? <laughs> uh, our friend Vegas, he, he was listening to me on 98 Rock. And he made a comment, and I don't even remember what the comment was, but it was really pumping me up a little bit, which yes. I thought was a very cool, right? He had obviously listened. This was on he, a text string, I assume. It was on a text string. Yes. He was excited that I was on. There was something, I guess, that he thought was noteworthy or worth mentioning. So he writes it in, in, the, uh, in the text. And this is a text with me, Rob, Tim Vegas, Landlord Phil, and another friend of ours, Gary, who we mentioned. That's who's on this mm -hmm. text string. And... Tim's response to Vegas is, I never listen to 98 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to know how, what, what's the intent of that? What's the, why does he say that? To, to shit on you. There's really no other way to, to receive it. No. It's like, it's not to shit on me. It's not to shit on me. That's not it's what it is. It's to diminish you in some way. Exactly. Yes. It's, to, it's to let me know that whatever I think that I've, which I'm not saying a word about it. By the way, I never say when I'm going to be on. I never brag about anything that I've done. Nothing. The only thing that I've ever bragged about is if Rob's a part of it. And I go, hey, Rob and I are going to do the Purple Power yeah. Hour. Mm -hmm. Rob and I might do X, Y, Z. But I never go, hey, this is happening. I'm great. I never do that. I never text those guys, listen in. I'm going to be on. I, I was doing the news last Friday. Never said a word about it. Didn't say anything, and this fucker comes and he fucking <laughs> takes a shot at me. You motherfucker! Okay? So I go, I go, dude, what's your fucking problem? I like fucking with my Joey. He goes, 
He goes, what am I supposed to lie? (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to say anything. Of course. And by the way, I never thought for two seconds he listens, nor do I fucking care. But now I do. Right. Because now he's like, hey, I want you to know something. You're nothing. It's not, it doesn't interest me mm-hmm. what you do. And it's like, what's your... He's made that point with the murder mystery. Well, at least at least there's a joke there, right? right. I mean, it's, I've always said this. If you're joking, dude, you took me out a hundred times on the morning. Right. Mor- I don't care because right. you're trying to be funny. But if you're just trying to fucking belittle me, yeah. what's that about? It's a very weird thing. Dumb it's cunt. Like, it's like what's and it's belittlingly just in our little text string. It's right, not, right, right, right. There's it's no like, audience. There's right. There's nobody to receive this other than right us. <laughs> in 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 chat, Max says Rob. He says it's kind of like if someone said something about disparaging about the star of the movie you were directing. Hey, you know what? That's a good point. You know why? Because <laughs> because that haunted me. Right. Yes. I'm not a dick. <laughs> in spite of what Mac might think, I that would bother me if I. If I said something, I'm like, God, that was a shitty thing to say. Yeah. The but thing I, is that you called Tim on it, and he Oh, he's, he's tripling, down. quadrupling down. If Dan had called you on that at the time, you probably would have said, you know what? You're right. Right, of yeah. course. Well, that's what yeah. a human would do, right? right? Yeah. But I'm like, God, I wonder what it is. And it probably is me. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably is me because I do. Try, I have some fun at Tim's expense, but he sure as hell has fun at my expense. I don't, we, we go back at forth at each other. Yeah, right? but that... That thing, I was like, God, what's this guy's mm. fucking problem? <laughs> I mean, Tim has a dark side. Jesus, man, he that does. one, that was just so odd. I remember, you spent three years or whatever not being friends. It was two. It, it was, was two years, and and it was. It wasn't this. It was similar. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, in that case, I, I kind of pulled him aside. I go, dude, what's the joke? You're just being cruel. I mean, are you trying to make me feel small? Are you trying to make me feel dumb? Like, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Because there's no joke. It's happening right now. Now, this isn't important enough to me for that to do any sever anything. Right. Because I don't. Right. It's an, I, but, a, but I clearly know he has a problem. Not, I don't think he has a problem with me. That's not true. He wants to make sure that I know I'm not shit. That's what yes. he wants. You're not. You're no big deal. I'm not a big not deal. Not important. Not impressed by anything you're doing. But I don't think that. I'm in a fucking group text with you. I don't right. think I'm that. <laughs> I don't think I'm that. I'm literally. Having a the nor, same conversation I had 25 years ago with you. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I think I'm nothing. So what's your fucking deal? Maybe you host a show with Tim while I'm gone. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that. Do you think I've ever helped try to help Tim write some material so he could get on stage? I know that you have. How do you think I've ever tried to uh, include Tim in broadcasting I'm on 98 Rock? 100% sure that you think I've ever have. tried to have him part of what we do here? Deal. I've tried it. It's not, it's, I don't. Now, again, he's going to take this as if it's a similar thing. He won't listen. He doesn't listen. Yeah, he he couldn't harness it because he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's very funny. But he couldn't harness it. So, And I've tried on multiple occasions. Right? You follow what I'm saying? I've actually tried. He's like He would be like a football player that could like run fast and tackle, but he can't like read the play and diagnose anything. So on the field, he wouldn't. He would just his head would be spinning. So Max says, I encourage all Patreon members to find the episode where Tim discusses the worst moments in his life. I don't remember that. Robbie? Yeah, that that is not a Patreon episode. It's a classic episode, oh, which okay. are found. Uh, everything pre-Mike O'Mara Show Network is found on Patreon now. Oh, well, I got you. And so that is that is an old episode where Tim actually used to sit in occasionally. Yeah, yes. right. right. Yeah, trying to the beginning, yeah. Trying to make him part of what I do. He's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. Trying to... Do something with him. You know, he recorded a uh, a voiceover tape to to submit. Yes. He's got a good voice. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I I do think this is something that would chap his ass. So I'm glad he won't hear. I do think I'm doing some things that he wished that he was doing. Mm, now we're getting to the heart of it. I do think that. And so either... And I've also tried to help him. It's a very weird, this dynamic. Yeah, it is a so weird So I've tried to help him. And I'm doing something that I know he wanted to do. He interned at, at um, he interned for the Orioles. Yeah. He wanted to do sports broadcasting. I'm doing sports broadcasting. <laughs> I've never done anything other than say, what can I do to assist you? I've never done anything other than that. And I guess it's so petty, but I, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's jealousy. By the way, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't. 
You think I think you think I think I'm a big deal? I we, don't. We know more than anybody how little of a deal. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think I'm a big deal. So this idea that you have to kind of tear me down—it's mm-hmm. a very strange. It's it's strange. And With it's weird pills, sex will become a real art. He'll send these <laughs> these things. They're very funny. Where he sends these like motivational yes. quotes or whatever, and then he'll put one of our names like they apply to us, and it's always funny, right? But I always read them a good bit. I'm always like, a lot of times it's like, you know, don't spend time with people who tear you down. A lot of this shit applies to him. Yes, it's crazy. I'm like, you know, a lot of this is you. He also, he just, he triples down on a point when it's obvious that he's wrong. And it's just, just admit that you're wrong. It's not, I've never heard it. Have you? That's the thing is, it doesn't bother me when someone's wrong because people are wrong all the time. It's when you, it's like when Skip Bayless is, keeps minimizing LeBron's career. It's like, dude, you were wrong. Yeah. He's at worst the second best player of all time. Just, R- remember yeah. when Stephen A. Smith took out Kwame and then Kwame came out and fucked Kwame Brown? Yes. Sorry. Sorry, man. Hey, I know he says that. Too soon. Came out and eviscerated him. Yeah, Tawana was cheering. I tweeted out that now's the time for him to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong about that. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Just think how much respect people would have for him. And I knew he wouldn't be able to do it. Narcissism. And he couldn't. He couldn't I, do it. I heard he distanced s- himself from it. <laughs> I heard something today on Twitter that actually legitimately cracked me up. You know the the stripper, stripper, the sprinter, the <laughs> for a, uh, the positive weed, shikari, whatever. Yeah, her yeah, name yeah. Is. I tweeted about that too. So she raced this weekend, and she finished last. <laughs> and then she, there's this video of her, you know, being angry. And somebody tweeted. Last and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, touche. Well done, Twitter. All right, that's the show. Rob and Joe show. We'll see you next week. Later. Later. Michael Mera, Radio Entertainment. <laughs>